Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. Today we are speaking to WMBF Fit Body Pro and 2022 Fit Body Supernaturals champion, Kim Valente. Kim, it's so lovely to have you here today. How are you? I'm feeling great, Sarah. It's lovely to see you again, as always. Yeah, it's always lovely to see you. I feel like you've actually been a bit of a constant at a lot of my shows last year, Kim, and it was always just so great to see your smile backstage and brighten up up a room. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So to get us started today, could you talk to us about your journey into bodybuilding? I know we've spoke a little bit about it before, but just to for all our listeners. Yes, well, it all started back in about March 2020, pre-pandemic. Um, I was actually due to compete with the British Masters Great Britain team at the European Masters Athletic Championships in Portugal. And two weeks prior to that championship, everything got cancelled as a result of the pandemic. So nobody knew what was going to happen, whether or not we were going to compete soon or if we were going to compete. So fast forward, everyone was at home with our stay-at-home restrictions, and I just needed a new challenge. I needed to refocus. Um, Training wasn't going to be what it was prior, and I knew that in order for me to sort of get incentive to want to train, want to get back on the track, even want to have that motivation. Like I always did with athletics, I needed something new. So one day I was online and I'm sure many people were online in the the restrictions. And I came across this article on female bodybuilding and I thought, wow, that's interesting. I, I could just envisage myself on stage doing that as well. So I did some research. And um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos through the pandemic. And I thought, you know what? As soon as the restrictions are lifted, I am going to find me a coach. And it started from there. So in August, 2021, I started training. And um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was all about, you know, lifting and, you know, things that were quite familiar um, to me. And um, the only thing that I wasn't familiar with was the posing (laughs) and another thing I was familiar with um thoroughly familiar with was nutrition which was very different from what I have been doing before so fast forward six months after the first training session I entered my first bodybuilding competition and I was that was that went extremely well that was with the NPA where I won my class in trained figure and then the overalls in my very first competition that was quite exciting and um, that followed on with three or four other competitions and I did the first time at the WMBF and that was absolutely amazing and then I got the invite to the Supernaturals in which you know that I won the fit body category and my pro card and also an invite to the world champs later that year so it has been an extremely exciting first year in bodybuilding for me and has given me the incentive to just go forward and pursue a lot more yeah I mean incredible first season um just so much success but I think it's clearly testament to all of the 
athletic endeavors that you'd had pr prior to stepping into the bodybuilding world and um, you mentioned your track and field you clearly compete at a very high level there um how did you have to adapt your training from that track and field athlete mindset and, and all of that the training that's involved for that and then moving that towards a, a bodybuilding well as a sprinter my training is quite explosive and yes, there are some similarities between a sprinter's physique and a bodybuilder's physique. However, where it differs is that with sprinters, we train to be fast, we train for agility, and we train for um, speed and power, okay? Um, compare that to a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder is, they use their muscles for isolation, so it's all about building muscles, but maintaining or achieving a balanced physique. Sprinters were all about using multiple muscle groups all at once. And so you're, you're using all of your muscle groups on the track. You cannot work muscles in isolation on the track. So this yeah. is where the difference is. And um, obviously, uh, as, as, a, as a bodybuilder, you, know, you have to consider other factors as well um you know coming up into competition you need to keep in mind that no i can't do as much cardiovascular as i would want to it's about lifting heavy maintaining that muscularity with sprinters you keep going you know you need to be trained on the track you need to make sure that um you know you're you're getting all your speed sessions in and when you bodybuild you need to take that back a bit all right. So, yes. Yeah, so the difference really is you're working in ice, you're working the muscles in isolation as a bodybuilder and as a sprinter, you're focusing on speed. You need to be able to run fast. You need to be able to have power, to apply force to the ground. You know, agility is so important. So do, have you trained focused solely on bodybuilding for a little while or did you do both your training styles at the same time? Well, I, I started, I started to do both. And I mm -hmm. thought, I can do this. I've known of athletes that have, but um, I felt that in order for me to put the you know, right amount of focus and the amount of time and the amount of effort that it requires for me to be successful, I need to just focus on one at a time. Yeah. Um, and I think I made the right decision. Because when it required me to be on the track, I needed to peel it back down to do my bodybuilding training. You know, yes, you, we, you know, we do have very muscle, we're very muscular, both, both um, bodybuilders and sprinters. But the training that requires for both of us is, is, is quite different. Yeah. Um, and then you have nutrition plays a very important part in that. You need to be able to fuel the body to perform better. You, as you know, when you're on prep, you're you're in a calorie deficit, and if you don't have enough fuel in your body, then you know you're you're, you're fatigued, you're losing energy, yeah. and you're you're practically um, just really hanging on until that competition comes in. I cannot be that way while I'm sprinting. I I have sprinting is a very intense, energetic sport. I need to have all the energy that I can. So this is where the the um, differences come in and this is where it becomes very challenging to do both at the same time and another factor is you know you're building muscles as as, as a bodybuilder you don't want to be too bulky as a sprinter running down that track carrying all that extra weight all those calories in order to run fast and that kind of hinders your performance a little so yes 
those are definitely a few of the challenges yeah I can imagine so you've you've done a uh, an athletics competition since worlds I think I remember you finished worlds and you did an athletics competition didn't you well I was training to do an athletics competition um later uh, that year however I got an ankle injury unexpectedly yeah which kind of hindered that um so I had to peel it back a little bit um and it was going well up until that point but injuries can happen at any time yeah um yeah it was unfortunate and I I, I'm not only am I a sprinter I'm a long jumper so me applying the force on that foot really aggravated the issue and I thought to be sensible let me peel it back a bit I don't need to do this intense training when I'm doing bodybuilding and I'm able to focus more on that so I decided to take the season off and um try to heal make sure that my body is getting the recovery that it needs looking after my ankle and then when I feel ready again and when my um, consultant gives me the go then I will start in training intensely for it Um, you know I haven't stopped jogging (laughs) I haven't stopped running but not at the intensity that it requires for me to compete on the track yeah no I it's definitely makes sense to prioritize recovery if you've got a niggling injury and I think it goes to what you said about you know while you're going through prep your body is under a lot of stress isn't it so that is when if you're pushing things a little bit too far little injuries are likely to to trickle in but you have a I'm sure you've got a plan you've got an idea of when you will be back on the track and field. I've got a plan I've got a plan Sarah and I just hope everything goes as expected yeah I'm, I'm sure it will do so from from my perception, you know, track and field and bodybuilding are really different, quite opposing. And, and I know you've um you've mentioned that yourself there. It's great to see that you've had success in both. How do you feel that they complement each other? You've spoke a little bit about the challenges, but how do they complement each other? I think physique-wise, um, we're both strong. We build quite a, a lot of muscle bodybuilders and, and sprinters. And the advantage I felt I had coming into bodybuilding as a first time, also as a mature athlete, is that I had years and years of training that I've, I've built up. My muscle growth, um, my strength, and my power. And I was able to easily transfer that over to bodybuilding. And I'm, I didn't have to start from scratch, you know, I'm, I'm not new to, to, to sports. Um, I've always been an athlete since a young child. And, I was, I, and, and now I was an older person and a mom. <laughs> so I, you know, I was able to transfer, transfer those skills and, you know, all of that muscle growth that I've developed over the years over to bodybuilding. That's, that's the um, similarities there between the two. Um, and also, um, as a personal trainer, you know, knowledge that I have about training has helped quite a bit. You know, yes, bodybuilding was new to me, but um, working out, um, making sure I get the right um, program that's suitable for my physique and for my growth isn't new for me. Um, so, yes, um, and physique-wise, I was more dominant in my lower body as a, as a sprinter, and I knew I needed that balance. And bodybuilding is all about giving symmetry, isn't it? You want to achieve a balanced physique. I needed to do that. And so my focus was just to build my upper body equally 
to my lower body. And I've been able to achieve that over the last two or three years as I've been training for bodybuilding. And because uh, I've always had smaller upper body and because I didn't really need to um, focus on lifting heavy in the gym in order to run faster. I just needed to run fast. <laughs> so um, it was all about agility and speed for me then. But yeah, luckily I was able to do that in the time frame that was required for me to get on stage. I wasn't at my best, obviously at my first competition, but as the months went on, um, from March, I think was May, sorry, up until November, I was in the best sh shape of my life um, at the um, World Championships, WMBF World Championships. So yeah, those are the similarities between the two. Yeah, for sure. I can see, you know, especially with um, with female athletes, it, it takes us a lot longer to, to, to develop impressive musculature compared to male chem competitors and you can see that in more mature female athletes just the muscle maturity and the density and because of all the, the work that you've done in your different sports through your life you know you came onto stage as a first timer but carrying a lot of mature muscle mass and you were able to go on and have a lot of success and I can see why sprinting in particular has lent lent itself to you developing that physique do you feel it helped you at all with your, like your competitive mindset because you've obviously been very competitive in sports throughout your life do you feel that that helped you manage your expectations during competition or helped push you further forward yes I, I, absolutely by no means it, it was an absolute advantage for me I've always been a competitive person since I was a child and I just remember when I was five years old in my first sports meet at school I was raring and ready to go and it, I was determined to win that race and I did and so that carried on that competitive spirit but not only as a track and field athlete I was always involved in other things as well you know I was um, I'm, I'm a trained dancer yeah. And I won the Miss Talented Team Bahamas competition and was sent over for an international, um, to represent the Bahamas in the international competition. And I also was a former Miss Black Teenage World. So competitions in all aspects, whether it was dance, track and field, and now bodybuilding has always been part and parcel of who I am. And I think if you're going to grow as an individual, and you have that mindset to enter a competition, you know, you want to enter that competition to win. You want to do everything you can to be competitive. And not everybody can win, but when you step on that stage and you're lined up against other athletes who want to achieve the same goal, you want to know that you deserve a place on that stage. And you have to go in with that mindset. And then win or lose, that's the mindset you must carry on. And you can't be dis disappointed if you don't win because you know that you've worked hard and you've done everything that you can possibly do to bring a better version of yourself. And that's the key thing we need to take away from this. I need to be a better version of myself each time I represent myself on stage or each time I represent myself on the track. And that will really take care of any disappointments that you think or you, that may, may happen afterwards. And that's the mindset you need to go with. So yes, it takes experience. It takes time. It takes, you know, failures. It takes successes. But once you know who you are and what you can do and what you've done to get to that journey, that's all that really matters.
I love that. That was perfect. <laughs> really, really amazing to see your attitude and your mindset towards competitive sport. And it, it's a testament to why you continue to level up and you've been able to transition into different sports is because, you know, you're just always after the pursuit of improving yourself, which is um, the only way that we ever get better, isn't it? If you're just focused on what you're doing and focused on what you can do to become better. <laughs> I love that you brought up about your dancing as well because oh. <laughs> um, I think the, the biggest thing for me I've seen you on stage quite a few times now as I say we've been at <laughs> similar shows together and I've always made an effort to go out into the crowd and watch you if I could because your performance during your routine and on stage you really all eyes come draw to you because you are so expressive and so passionate about the performance that you put on and um, how did your dance background influence your your I don't know your your passion for creating these routines that really blow everyone away if you've not oh, seen so Kim happy. you have to go watch Kim on stage I'm, I'm so happy you enjoy my routines because I absolutely enjoy doing them I started dancing at the age of three and I would just remember my mom saying to me um, I had an older cousin who was about four years older than me. She would be taking her to dance classes. And I, I could barely, I could barely talk properly. And I would say, dance, mom, dance. And she kept saying, I kept, I kept hitting her on the shoulder. I want to dance, dance, dance. And from then she could not drop my cousin off unless I came out of that car and watched them dance. And from that day on, um, I just remember her taking me into the school and she telling, she asking, I know she's only three, but do you accept three-year-olds? And then she said, no, well, they really need to be five because they need to be able to just go to the loo on their own and do this and do that. And then I said, dance, dance. And the teacher said, oh, we'll take her. <laughs> And really so, passionate. The rest was history. And I just loved every aspect of, of dance. I've done jazz, I've done tap, I've done gymnastics, folk, African, ballet. And, you know, through the years being around dancers, I've evolved as a dancer. Um, I've been had the opportunity to travel with the dance troupe of the Bahamas. And, you know, I done many shows, graced many stages. And when I, at the age of 16, I won the Miss Talented Teen Bahamas competition wow. and received a scholarship to study abroad. But I also competed in the Bliss Black Teenage World Scholarship Achievement Program in which I won that as well. So that upbringing or that sort of experience as a child and being able to express myself on stage was absolutely amazing. And that that's a skill that stayed with me through life. Absolutely. Because I'm fearless when it comes to crowds, when I'm performing. I want to show the beauty of dance. I want to be able to express myself. And because of that background and training, I was able to transfer that to bodybuilding. And it's all about showing the body. It's all about expressing yourself through movement. And that's the key there, express yourself through movement. I want the crowd to feel what I'm feeling. And I'm not only am I using my body, I'm using my face as well. So <laughs> I can play, and I, I, it has to be music that's entertaining, but music that absolutely allows me to express myself freely. And if I can't involve the audience in what I am doing, I don't see the purpose of me doing it. Because bodybuilding at the end of the day, we are all performers. We, how many people you know can stand on stage in a bikini? <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> you know, and express themselves. And, you know, Sarah, I've watched your fabulous Instagram posts with you in your bikinis and you do it absolutely brilliantly. You're a natural, uh, you know, and it's all about expression. I, I'll be completely honest with you, Kim. It's people like you that have inspired that in me. Like I came into bodybuilding through the bikini class, as, as everyone should know. Um, and you don't have the opportunity to do a routine. You've got an eye walk. And I treated my eye walk and my presentation on stage with the same level of practice and trying to connect with it and perform it as much as I would if I had the opportunity to do a routine. And now I'm moving into the the bodybuilding classes and to figure I am absolutely relishing in the opportunity to create something that's entertaining for people to watch because I think that you've hit the nail on the head when you've said that there you want to bring the audience along on a journey with you and of course bodybuilding is about the physique that you develop and the and what you can present on stage really from an aesthetic standpoint but so much of it is a performance and it's putting on a show we go to bodybuilding shows and we are presenting on stage and people like yourself with that fearless attitude, which is absolutely the word I would use to describe you, Kim, fearless, that fearless attitude to go and present yourself on stage. I'm inspired by people like yourself and other competitors who just give everything to that opportunity to stand on stage. It's a, it's a celebration at the end of the day, isn't it? And um, exactly. you've inspired that in me. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you so much. And you do it perfectly. You do it so well. You know, with great style. So yeah, I'm Thank looking you. forward to seeing you on stage next year. Yes, countdowns on. <laughs> All right, amazing. Um, Tim, I know you've mentioned, of course, you're you're a PT, you're a coach yourself, um, and and I wanted to get your perspective on something. So, being a female athlete, as you know, comes with its own complexities, and I know that you've kind of talked a little bit about the fact that you're a masters female athlete. And you mentioned to me previously that you've experienced the menopause and I was really interested to hear your perception as an athlete and as a coach on, on how this affects female masters competitors um, as they go through prep or as they're training for, for high level sport. Yeah, well, you know, menopause is inevitable. You know, we as women, we go through so much. We have, we have periods as young girls, yeah. give birth, you know, we, you know, some of us have complications, some of, some of us don't. We then have um, perimenopause, postmenopause. You know, we go through, our bodies go through a lot. Yeah. And so it's inevitable. It will happen. <laughs> when it will happen is different for all women. But I think the important thing is, is that we must remember that our bodies, we must take care of our bodies. And, 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 and as a coach, I say this to all of my um, clients. I know most of my clients are entering that menopause phase. I went through early menopause after the birth of my daughter. And just to give you just a bit, a bit of background, um, I had a fibroid that was growing at the same um, growth as my daughter. So I had to go through MRI scans. And um, the doctors told me that as soon as they take my daughter from me, they will perform a hysterectomy. But when they did that, um, and they, they found that it was too dangerous, it was too risky. So they told me after the birth, I need to come back in six months, and then they will perform the hysterectomy because of the fibroid, you know, it was really going to a point where it was getting quite um, 
challenging but not only yeah. that it was not good for my health it was, it was quite risky so after unfortunately my daughter was in ICU for a few weeks and all of this played mind games with me physically and mentally but it was important for me to really do my research and stay focused and strong because this was inevitable it had to yeah. for my own health um so fast forward six months after the birth of my daughter I had the hysterectomy and that's life changing nothing could compare you for life yeah. You know, you can do as much research as you possibly can. You can read books. You can talk to the best professors, doctors, whomever. But when a reality actually hits you, you know, it, it can be devastating. But it's how much you've prepared yourself for that. Um, so, yes, I had a hysterectomy. And I knew the menopause was coming. And I kid you not, I knew the day it happened. I was walking through town eight months after the I had the hysterectomy. I was sweating profusely. Yeah. Be sweating. And it was almost, uh, it, it was freezing outside, practically snowing. And I'm, I'm sweating and everybody's in coats and I'm peeling off my clothes and I'm getting some strange looks and I'm in a sleeveless top. And I said, why am I having such bad heart flushes? Why am I? And then, then that night I went to bed and I just could not sleep. I was tossing and turning. I was in such a grumpy old mood. I woke up the next morning and I was just, I felt like I slept in a, in a river. I was just, yeah. you know, puddled. Yeah. And I, looked, I woke up that morning, I sat on the edge of my bed and I thought to myself, Kim, you're in full menopause, you know? But um, it was how I dealt with it. And I said, right, okay, you have two choices here. You can let this beat you. You can feel sorry for yourself, play the victim card, or you can do what you need to do to get stronger. Take it one day at a time. And that was, that's, 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 that's very important. You need to take it one day at a time. I, my body cannot do what it could have done 20 years ago. And I have to be realistic with that. I'm an older athlete. I've had kids now. I'm going through menopause. You're going to put on the weight. Yes, that's part and parcel of it. You're going to be tired and fatigued. Yes, that's part and parcel of it. You're going to have days where you have very low energy um, in terms of muscle growth, you know, as an older person, you lose muscle mass the more, as you get older. You can maintain degree of muscularity, but it's how you adapt your training in order to do that. Every client or every individual, I should say, is different. And you've got to devise a program that's suitable for you. It's not, not a cookie cutter. It's not one fit all. You know, and I, that's why I take, it's very important that I get to know my clients. I get to know their history. Um, I get to know what they can do. I get to know what program fits around their lifestyle, because that's another thing. It has to really, really be realistic. We need to know that, yes, this is a program I can follow if I'm not in the hands of my coach, or this is a program I can follow that it realistically fits around my lifestyle. So yes, um, just to bring it back all together, you can fight the symptoms of menopause, but you must do it sensibly. You cannot rush the process. You need to exercise. You need to have a balanced diet. Um, you know, you need to really take care of your body in terms of rest and recovery. Your body will go through changes and we will all experience this. And some do early and some do later, but there are ways now, starting now,
if you, if you haven't started to prepare yourself. So when that, when, when that time comes, you know, you look back, I have this conversation. I knew about this, but you know what? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. It's going to happen. And, you know, at every stage in our lives, we get ready for pregnancy. You know, nobody can prepare you until that actually hits, but you know exactly what is to be expected. Roughly. Be prepared. Your parents prepare you for your periods. Yeah. So we're preparing you to get ready for <laughs> that applause. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like yourself as, because uh, you've always been so involved in competitive sport, do you feel like it affected your recovery? It affected your, did, did things change for you going through that yeah, as, a, as an athlete specifically? Yes, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I've noticed the, the weight gain, especially around my midsection, my legs. I've noticed that. And I, you know, I, being an athlete all my life, I knew how my body, and a dancer, I knew how my body, I knew, I know exactly what my body was capable of doing. You know, I knew what I needed to do to get in the physique and the best shape of my life. Um, but my body wasn't responding the same way when I was going through menopause. And I just needed to pay more attention to my nutrition, which was key. And I noticed when I made it, I made some adaptations to my nutrition, things started happening differently. My body started changing, um, responding well to my workouts. Um, so yes, I, 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 made, I made changes once I hit menopause. I made those changes in order for my body to sort of recover properly in order for my body to sort of respond to the training that was um that I was going through and recovery is very important I could not go fast and furious like I would have done prior because I would train seven days a week maybe one active recovery day and my body was fine with that now I had to take my feet back off the pedal and I have to say well now you need two two maybe three rest and recovery days um don't train so intensely uh, twice a day take that back a little bit and yeah you've got to really listen to your body because if you don't your body will give up on you it yeah. will fail you it will say I'm not going to show you the results you want because you're giving me too much I need you to stop and that's very difficult for me because all my life I was on fast forward yeah so rest and recovery and I, I, anyone that knows me well will tell you, Kim does not want to rest. She wants to be in that gym pounding those machines. She wants to run on that track every single day. And it, it, it's not about, you know, you know, there's a saying, slow and surely is the fastest way to get to where you're going. That's, hard, that's um, easier said than done for most. But I've learned that that's the best thing, especially yeah. me as an older athlete. Yeah. No, I, I think that's so such an invaluable sort of takeaway there is that, you know, as your body changes, as, as a female, as, as a female athlete, as your body changes, you have to kind of recenter how you approach everything. Because I, I think we get on so well, Kim, because I'm like you, it's always 100 miles an hour. And, and for me, I think thinking to the future about how I'll have to change how I operate, it is a big thing to think about, right, well, I like continuously being busy, continuously feeling like you're doing a hundred things to move yourself forward and realizing that your body maybe just isn't capable of that anymore but you can still make progress but in order to make progress you have to sometimes pause and 
yeah. and then move forward. This is true. What advice would you have for other masters female athletes or female athletes looking forward to the future and planning for that period of time? Do your research, go for it, don't give up. You know, the beauty of bodybuilding and most sports is that it's inclusive now. You know, whether you're 20, whether you're 18, whether you're 40, or whether you're 60, they say, come along. If you want to do it, we'll have you on stage. So this is a welcome to go on and challenge yourself. Now that you're an older athlete, you know, you don't have, a lot of us don't have those restrictions like we did, you know, when we were probably a little bit younger, or we have a lot on, we have a lot of time on our hands. I think you have just to remember, listen to your body, um, do the necessary training that is appropriate for you. Um, eat properly. <laughs> yep. you go after it. Don't be afraid. Challenge yourself. Test the boundaries, you know, and have fun. You've got nothing to lose, you know, and I plan on keep going until I could, I, <laughs> I can't go anymore. <laughs> I want yeah, you're, to keep going. <laughs> you're made for this I, I mean I think you'll be up there until literally you can't anymore yeah I think that's right I can't wait to cheating you on the whole the whole time um, still doing my routines yeah exactly <laughs> still doing your routines that's what I'm there to see um amazing and I think that's really valuable advice doing your research and like like anything like I think you need to do your research before you get into things but it is that planning forward and, and making sure that you're ready for it I love the point that you made about, you know, you're prepared for your first period, you're prepared for your first pregnancy, because it's normal to talk about it. And I think we just need to bring menopause in that period of women into the conversation and become more prepared for it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> Perfect. So um, alongside your competitive sports, you're a coach and a mother. So how do you balance everything that you need to do, especially when prep's involved and energy is quite low? Well, the good thing is what I like to do is involve the people that I'm working with. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get them on board with you, it makes it so much easier because you then have the support and you feel as though you can do this without any setbacks. So yeah, I tell my clients all about the work that I'm doing. I tell them all about the shows and they say, oh, can we come? And I excite them and they excite me. And I tell my kids, let's go, let's do this together. Come and train with me. And my son, he's always rooting me on. He's going, mommy. He says, mommy, my friends told me, they said, how did your mommy get all those muscles in the body? <laughs> so my daughter, Sophia, she loves the routines. She's always um, training with me. And she said, oh, you're doing your posing. Um, are you going to pose today? Are you going to train today? Because I'll put on my swimsuit too and pose next to you. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, I just get, I just try to involve people that I'm working with. I know that will give me the support I need, you know. As much as I am so independent, um, I am my biggest cheerleader because I think in this sport, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. You need to be able to root yourself on when nobody else is rooting for you. Yeah. But it's always better when you have that support as well. So I, I think for me, I've always been that mindset. I'm, I, I can get up and do what I need to do to get the job done. But it's better when you have that per, those persons around you who are involved in your life and you're telling them about it. And, you know, my life is an open book. So, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I involve everybody. Um, I, I, I make sure that my balance is, 
equally with my family, with my work. And it's tough. Don't get me wrong. It is absolutely tough. But I think preparation is one word that we've been talking about throughout. And when you plan, you know, you will never be disappointed because you know you've done what you needed to do in order to get where you need to be. So preparation is extremely important. And, you know, with that, you've got balance. You've got to find balance. And when you know, when you feel like, oh, I, I can't do this today, I can't train because I'm too tired, or I can't do that, you need to make adaptations. You need to be able to adapt. What's plan B? You know, it's yeah. all about writing a diary, a plan from plan A to plan B. Sometimes you're traveling for work and you feel like, oh, you know, it's been a heavy day. I can't get out to the gym. I can't do what I need to do. What's your plan B or C? Can I do some stretching or some body weight exercises? Maybe cut it down from 45 minutes to 20 minutes. You know, but mentally, not only does that help you get your foot back on the pedal for the next session, because you know you've done something. And if you're so used to putting forward your best foot, we can't always be perfect. We can't always be able to be on schedule. But what we can do is make sure that we've got a backup plan in place so that when I can't do what I need to do on the day that I need to do it, I've got something else scheduled. So yes, it it just goes back to that one word, prepare (laughs) and plan. plan. That's the key for a right balance. And don't worry about it not being able to get it right all the time. Schedules happen. We go on holidays. Work can be crazy. And you know, as a mom, that can be crazy because I'm absolutely doing the school runs. You know, I'm taking my daughter to gymnastics 12 hours a week. I'm, you know, doing homework with her. And then I have got a husband that needs my time as well. You know, where's my time, you know? So this is this this is extremely difficult but you know one thing about women we know how to multitask don't we yes we do (laughs) (laughs) we can multitask you know we can do a hundred things at once because we have to be the planners you know we have to be the forward thinkers we have to be the ones to make sure that you know when hubby comes home he's too tired to do that or when my, my, you know, my kids need to go there, I know how to get them there. If I can't pick them up, I've got somebody there getting them for me. You know, yeah. we're constantly thinking ahead. So yes. it's all about balance. Prepare. Prepare. <laughs> no, I, I love that, prepare. And I think the other thing I've really picked up from what you've said there is communicating. So, you know, you you talk to your clients and you tell them what you're doing and you get them on board and bought into your plans competitively and they're excited about it for you. And also, I love that you're such a role model for your kids, like your kids look up to you and they see what you're doing and they're excited by it. And that makes, you know, you can do your thing, you can do the time that's for you and your training and they're involved in it. And it's, you know, you're keeping them busy whilst you're still achieving the things that you want to achieve. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just absolutely love including everybody and everything. (laughs) Yeah. and and I'm sure that's why you're you're as successful as you are because you know like you say you're your own cheerleader but you do have that support from the people around you which just facilitates making it easier for you to achieve what you want to achieve so 
let's take it back a second. You joined our drug testing team at First Timers. Um, you had some great feedback, actually, from everyone that you helped back. Oh. How, how was that experience for you, stepping into a different role? Amazing. I absolutely enjoyed it. I was just so excited to do it because now I was on a, on a, in a different role. I wasn't on stage. And it was so interesting to see the preparation that goes behind it. And I'm really impressed in, which, in, in the way that the WMBF can bring a whole team together and in support of each other to create a fabulous show. And like yourself, who was the host of the show, you did amazingly well. Um, and your co-host as well. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely amazing. And the drug testing team was great. And you know, that's that's the thing about um, just to reiterate about the World Natural Bodybuilding Federation. You know, it you, you are tested. You know, and you know the 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 actual planning process and the way the testing is done is absolutely uh, amazing and fantastic it, it's 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 straightforward um the athletes are aware that they're being tested um you know the, the rules and restrictions of competing are clear you know and they follow through and that and that's that's the whole thing you're following through a process to make sure that we are in a clean sport yeah. Uh, in fairness for all. But the whole planning and the preparation of the actual event was amazing. You know, I you know, I met so many new faces, but it was so nice to see all the familiar ones from who were on our team team G B at the WMBF in at the World Champ. So it was great to rekindle those um friendships, but also get to learn a lot more about what goes behind um planning and bringing on a fantastic show you know you have the merchandise you have the drug testing you have the co-host team you have the lighting yep. you have the runners who are making sure that all of the yep. athletes were where they needed to be when they had to be everybody pulled together and the fantastic judges you know who were most of them were world champions champions themselves so yes yeah i i, I absolutely enjoyed that and i would do it again 100 percent. and i'm so yep. thankful <laughs> for being asked to, yeah. to to help, you know, and yeah. Are you coming to Supernaturals? That's my plan. <laughs> Good. I'm excited. That, that, that's my plan. I plan to be there. Um, and it will be so exciting to see the athletes, um, just to be able to watch the show at ease and not be, you know, on stage this year. I can sit back and enjoy the show and watch the whole thing from start yeah. to finish as well. So it's... um. Yeah, it would be absolutely amazing to be again amongst, you know, everyone and the atmosphere and the build up to it. And yeah. Amazing. I'm intended to go on stage and do my routine. Though. Oh, well, I mean, I think that they would have you if you were offering. No, you're, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing to be a part of. I love just how inclusive the Federation feels. You mentioned inclusivity before about how the opportunity to stand on stage is there for anyone. But that's what I love about WMBF UK is, is that inclusive feeling where you feel like you're part of it, even if you're not competing this year, um, yeah. on stage this year, you know, you're, the opportunity for you to be a part of it is still there. Um, yes, exactly, yeah. So that brings us nicely on to my final question. What is next for you competitively? You mentioned a plan, what is it? Yeah, oh, yeah so, um... What I'd love to do is get back on the track. Yes. 
um, I'm starting my winter training now to get back onto the track. My plan is to compete um, in the indoor championships um, in 2024, and they start officially in December. But January, I hope to start competing in the indoor championships. So I'll be doing the long jump and the 60 meter sprints and the 200 meters indoor. And then if that goes well, and hopefully I'll be, I will prepare for the outdoor season. However, that just goes to say, I'm going to test my boundaries because I plan to be on stage and bodybuilding next year as well. Amazing. So the plan is to work the first half of the season in athletics really intensely and go after the indoors and then put my feet on the pedal for the bodybuilding season and hopefully start that in June all the way back down to November. So yeah, I have, that's my plan. <laughs> that sounds like a, an amazing plan. Um, just out of curiosity, Kim, what is it you're working on, thinking with your bodybuilding head on, what is it that you would be working on to bring for next time? What does better look like for you? Better look, better looks like uh, sharper glutes. Yeah. More defined hamstrings, a bigger back. We love big backs on stage. We love big backs. <laughs> a bigger back and then bringing in my condition a little bit more. So working a little bit harder on my condition and my core. As you know, having had two children, the core can be a little bit um, loose. <laughs> but these are the areas that I'm working on. I'm quite happy with my shoulders building up now. It's been getting stronger. My arms, is, it's really coming. But there's so much, there's a more that I can do in order to bring that shape out and then bring that condition in. So conditioning is key. Working on those glutes, those hamstrings and the back and the core so yes yeah well yeah I mean I think that it sounds like you've got a really solid plan enjoy your you know athletic season end of this year coming into the beginning of next year and then if it's conditioning is the the, the, the largest focus for you just with slight adaptions to size on, on your back and conditioning on your legs like I think you've got a really good plan for still having a really successful bodybuilding season at the end of a, an athletic season at the beginning of the year which is exciting thank you thank you I will keep you posted on it <laughs> I'm sure I want to be kept posted on uh, yeah as I say it you're one of my favorite people to watch on stage oh, so, you, so I need to know what your UK shows are if you're doing any and I'll, I'll tell you I'll let you know <laughs> yes amazing Kim thank you so much for talking with me today before we finish is there anything else you wanted to mention before oh. You know, thank you, WNBF, for the opportunity to grace your stage. That's that's one thing I would say. I've had an amazing experience um, working with the WNBF. And, you know, I, I've established a good working relationship with them. So I, I am absolutely thankful for that, but also for all the amazing athletes I've met. And then, um, you know, just to say that going back to women in bodybuilding and mature athletes just to don't give up just keep going you know we can do it you know we're mothers some of us we're some of us are going through menopause you know we have full-time jobs but we can do it you know and it's all about testing the boundaries bringing a better version of yourself but doing it one day at a time Take your time and do it. You can do it, but take your time and do it. But yeah, yeah. So those are the, there's also just a few things I wanted to reiterate. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that, Kim. And for anyone looking for a role model to follow, I think that they should be following following you, Kim, and, and 
looking up to what you're doing because you're definitely flying the flag and showing the way um, for, for anyone who's in those shoes or just looking for someone inspirational to follow, I think. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you, everyone, for listening along at home as well. We're going to be back in a few weeks' time with episode 17 of the WMBF UK podcast. Until then, you can enjoy any of our previous episodes on Spotify or YouTube. Have a great few weeks, everyone. This has been the WMBF UK podcast. Check out CNP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at wnbfuk.com.